1: All right, everyone. Uh, I'm here this week. Sheree is taking the week off, but I am here covering Poltergeist 2 with the lovely, the fabulous, the ferocious (laughs) (laughs) Alma (laughs) from our neighbor down the street, uh, Fifth Street. So welcome Alma
0: hi thank you for having me i'm so excited to join you i'm like um you hit me up and i'm like yes just tell me anytime anywhere i'll do it
1: (laughs) yes 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 so this continues our deep dive into the 80s we love the 80s we love most parts of the 80s well let's just say that i don't know if we'll say we love all the 80s but there was (laughs) there were some choices being made including this film (laughs) <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit but, but let's get caught up with Alma uh, number one uh, how are things going on 5th street which I got going on
0: Uh, Right now we're on hiatus. We just finished our season on, um, we did the whole season on Women of Horror. Uh, So every episode like featured a woman, like actor, from director, anybody behind the scenes, anything like that. And during our break right now, covering a couple of festivals, headed to Salem and then we're gonna start our new season. I forgot when, but that season, I don't know if it's supposed to be a surprise of like what we're covering or something. So I'll just keep it a secret. Okay. Uh, it's I'll probably... be on the
1: edge of my seat. I'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I have, I
0: have no, I just don't know if I'm supposed to say, but it'll be. It's nice to have a little secret, you know, even if it's not that big. Right.
1: We love a surprise. Mm-hmm. We love a surprise, you know. Um. So what you been watching? What's any, any standouts recently?
0: Oh, yeah. I've been watching everything new, first of all. Everything new. So I caught Evil Dead Rise already, Scream 6, Uh, my uh. favorites from the year so far, absolutely loved. And then um, I caught, like, a random film yesterday called The Dark. It's an Austrian movie, and it was not what I expected. It was not, like, a fun movie. Like, I was in the mood for watching something fun, and it was was dark. It's called The Dark. (laughs) And it was it was really good so i recommend that one like find it it i i think it was just like on prime and tubi or something i can't remember mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. i've been i try to stay on tubi because i like it like they'll just keep playing movies and i don't mind the commercials so <laughs>
1: I, yeah i don't mind a commercial either i'm with people that like i will purposely pick like the lowest choice and like the plans for netflix uh-huh. and that, that include the ads because i'm like it's a minute and a half. I'll refresh my beverage. Like, yeah, I I and that
0: that's what I do. That's what I right. do. It's, it brings it back to like when you were a kid and you had to like, you know, wait right. for a commercial. It's not a big deal to me. I like it. I don't mind it. And then when when we watch movies, like I, I write my notes in, in the break. So it works.
1: Right. <laughs> and I will say, too, it ad breaks on it, most places mm. on streaming services are far shorter oh, than yeah. ad breaks on like on like the cable so Mm -hmm. we got that going for us as well uh but yeah that's awesome great great things i'm so excited for evil dead i i'm so it just the the previews all look incredible i sheree has had nothing but good things to say (laughs) you know i can always tell when sheree likes something because if she doesn't like it and she can't like talk about it she just won't say anything yeah
0: (laughs) I do the same thing. If I don't like something, I just thought, uh, mm, you know, and with that right. one, I was, we caught it at um, together. I saw it with Sheree at South by Southwest in Austin. So mm-hmm. it was something I try to avoid trailers. I, I don't ever ruin anything for anybody unless they like really like even even my own kid is always like, please tell me what happened. I'm like, I cannot tell you i don't want to ruin it because like what if you accidentally spoil it for someone else but i can't just say i loved it and i think everybody needs to watch it <laughs>
1: i'm super excited but mm-hmm. all right without further ado let's get in to poltergeist 2 is there a tagline is there like a subtitle
0: for this oh the yes. other side
1: uh-huh mm-hmm. that's interesting um what's what's one of your first like thoughts?
0: Okay, first of all, I noticed they really went all in and, I, and I'll and I put it in like quotations nobody can see me, but I always say i'm doing like quotation marks because they went in on the native American burial thing like full like completely all in on this one and it's strange because in the first one I know they mentioned that they that's why the hauntings were going on but I didn't ever think that it really like focused really heavily on it and in this one it was like they were just all over they used the word uh, you know when when there's talking Indian you know in quotation marks Indian yeah. for everything in kind of a mocking fashion like from the like the dad point of view but it's like it just they're they're gonna do it and it just kind of seemed out of nowhere it just yeah
1: you know yeah i will say i it it was it felt out of nowhere a lot of this film felt a little out of nowhere Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i will say though i did enjoy because they included and i don't remember him the first one he might have been there but i don't remember him Mm -hmm. but the character of taylor played by will sampson who -hmm. is a native american actor so at least they were had correct casting
0: (laughs) exactly i i had said the same thing because i they used to make movies about something but not include the people that they're talking about so in this one i would have liked to know like Uh, because I have the captions on in it it, and it said he was speaking in his Native American language but it didn't say which one and I would really like to know yeah I was like tell us a little bit more and I think because they didn't they didn't tell us it was missing something but I'm glad at least they had a character that stayed in the film and was Mm -hmm. you know throughout the whole thing and gave us a little bit more information but that like it was too much with the with that and the cult because it was a cult and yeah. <laughs> this movie
1: is kind of everything in the kitchen sink situation. Mm-hmm. Like Sheree loves to quote Michelle Vasage when she was like, Take, before you leave the house, take one thing off. And they could have taken like four things off because mm-hmm. you've got the Native American, because I, I just don't think they went far enough with all the things. I'm mm-hmm. left confused. Yes. By a uh, lot of the story. Because uh-huh. you've got the Native American story plot stuff going on. You've got um, of course the family dynamics, which is kind of in, inherent in both films, I would say. Then you've got the thing with the white dude, which I'll talk more about him in a little bit. Cause mm. that old white man was probably <laughs> the scariest part of this entire film. And then you have this whole question of like, does Carol Ann have powers? And if so, is it genetic like did grandma also have well, grandma clearly had powers right she does she used them
0: and yeah a little so why, mm-hmm.
1: right so then why isn't mom ha- with powers mm-hmm. i it just didn't i i don't know and then like all the the grandma after she passed possessing people and, like,
0: yes yeah, that was it. Was it was, yeah, you're right about it. It has a little bit of everything, but not enough of every of any one of those things to like make up for that. It, it you know, especially with the mom, it she was talking to him, uh, like she was talking to her mother. The mom was talking to her mother about like she had some clairvoyance is that what it's called and then something the the little girl carol anne she's picking things she can she has a little bit but they never they don't really get into it um on any point and then maybe the mother has a little bit somewhere in the middle of the film they kind of drop
1: ignoring? that <laughs> yeah like because too like I, i'm here for you know me mm-hmm. i love stories involving women especially i would love this cast to be more diverse but we got what we got and so i do love the idea that it's the daughter the mom and the grandmother like it's reading very um charmed which oh, I is yeah. one of one of my faves my um, too. <laughs> and, and so i you know i was here for it and it just but i wanted to understand what was going on with it like what mm-hmm. I I just, it never went anywhere. It was just kind of there to explain how Carol Ann was communicating with these spirits. But at some point, I just, in the first movie, at least, I just kind of accepted that they were messing with Carol Ann because she was a child and children Mm -hmm. are more susceptible to the supernatural. Mm -hmm. So it just, it, it wasn't, it didn't answer the questions I think they wanted it to answer.
0: Uh uh-huh. And I don't recall her being uh, like having any special gift in the first one, other than feeling the, the exact same way that you felt like that she was the youngest. So therefore, you know, just like we say that little kids and, and animals can see things and whatnot. And in this one, they went all in it by just stating that she could she could do this or see things, but no explanation of where that really came from. Like the this I I know that they cut out a lot of the film and I'm wondering if it was those parts where we missing some of the explanation where it would have been better, like cohesion between the different aspects of it. But even then it's, it's all a little bit too much. It's like pick maybe one or two of these things and Mm -hmm. go with it. But the, it was too many things. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I do think that, that, while the editing, the edited parts that were taken out probably didn't help the film as much as they thought it did. I don't know that it putting them back in would solve the problems. It might explain it more, you're right. It might've given more context to like why these choices were being made, but I don't, I, yeah, like you said, it's just a little too much. Pick one or two themes and go with that as opposed mm. to like, or make things ambiguous. That is okay. You don't... Mm -hmm. Not everything has to be like, here's the grocery list and there's this, this. I'm just going to explain it to you. Like, Mm -hmm. not everything has to be like that. And I think this film got a little... Explaining if that's the mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes, word it to gave use. us too much and therefore demanded too much explanation. Yeah, definitely. And uh but I, I did like parts of that. I did mm-hmm. I, like you mentioned with the with the family dynamics. I love the daughter, the mom, grandma aspect of like there being aligned because then it makes sense for there to be like a second and third movie because you're continuing on and like why did this happen? Well, there's more to it. Right. You know, I think this might have worked better as a book Mm. yeah because you can really yeah explain more Mm.
1: and you can build the world the world that they were i feel like when you're when you're have a sequel to something and most most successful sequels Mm -hmm. do this they take what you started in the first film and they expand upon they build more of that world out Mm -hmm. um i'm thinking you know of course, first on my mind, Scream and Scream mm-hmm. Two.
0: Mm-hmm. In
1: Scream, they said it's very it's very uh pinpointed, it's very small in nature, and then in Scream Two, it's bigger, it's in college, they're adding more characters in Scream Three, it's in mm-hmm. Hollywood, so it's even bigger, you mm-hmm. know. So they keep building this world and, and then even in later installments, Scream 4, they're adding more of Sydney's family. So I just think there wasn't enough of building of the world that makes sense because they tried to build it too much, maybe. And I think mm-hmm. that if it was if it were a book, you could spend more time in each of those things to give it more of a moment.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember I heard you say something last time that I had actually written down at the moment because I said this is exactly um, correct. Like it needs to make sense within its world. Whatever it is that is going on, it needs to make it needs to make sense in this world. And when you add more and you continue like this should be like a franchise, it should add more to it. And then it makes more sense as it goes on, like, oh, I remember that. But there was no really there wasn't a moment where I look back on the first one like, oh, that makes sense because of blah blah blah. No, it just kind of like felt kind of jarring, just everything kind of just like adding into it. And, and then everybody seemed like really cool and comfortable with what happened. And then they're just like normal. I know they talked about it. But like, with the kids that that stuff that happened to them was like very traumatic. And, mm-hmm. and and they're just like, hey, let's just walk around like normal. Let's not keep an eye on our kids while we're walking around the mall. Um, let's let them play outside alone. After all that, I just don't see you being comfortable ever again
1: <laughs> and this is pretty soon after the events of the last film like this is yeah. there's not a lot of time that has passed for them to find a new equilibrium mm-hmm. they're still kind of reacting to what just happened with because you know they have that stuff about the insurance and the, the you know they don't really know where to go but one thing that I will say and I mentioned him earlier that I do think is pretty successful in this film is that old white dude uh, oh yeah,
0: um the Kane, him. Reverend Kane. He's played yes. by Julian Julia Beck. Beck. Okay. Ju- yeah. He is someone that I remember from the 80s. Like when I was a kid seeing him and he scared the crap out of me. Uh that character was really, really good, right? I felt mm-hmm. I felt he was. He gave me the chills like why is he walking through stuff why is he talking to the kid his smile seemed a little like like not his like he he, it seemed not like out of his body like it was separate from himself Mm -hmm. and the hat he kind of had a demeanor the way he talked and it was scary to me
1: (laughs) he was was the he was the dirty old white guy who walks around and is like, have you heard about our good Lord Jesus, Savior, or Jesus Christ, oh, yeah. or Savior, Jesus Christ? And I was just like, <laughs> speaking as someone who lives in the middle of the damn Bible Belt, mm. oh, it was scary. <laughs> and yeah, his his facial features, the way his face moves, and he's very expressive and very big, it's just, oh, it, it is unsettling. And I had before this a uh, rewatch. I had not watched this since ch- I was a child. And mm-hmm. he is the only thing I remembered.
0: Yep. He I don't I it was me. it's it's interesting because I don't think I've watched it either since I first saw it when I was younger. And I don't know if I saw it in the 80s, but I just know that I saw it when I was a kid. Um and I was a baby, like little. And so i just recall him and when i was a kid whenever i talked to older people i don't know if he had dentures or it's because when you get older you kind of like get smaller and certain parts of your body look bigger you know but his mouth is what i always remember like his talking and his smile seemed evil and that was like something that i even read that heather o'rourke she had gotten scared of him when he first like Made his presence in the in the in the film, and yeah. they started working. I was like, I could see that because, and it's and I felt bad. Like I felt bad. Am I just scared of him because he was an old man, or was he, he really good?
1: <laughs> he might be. And I this just hit me. I, especially when I was younger, had a real fear. I don't know if I would go as far to say like phobia, but I was scared of old people. And I think it be because of him. Like, I think, because, I, you know, I I tell this story all the time, that I have this vivid memory that I, or dream that I still remember to this day, that as a kid, I am running around this nursing home, and this old lady is chasing me, and she corners me in a room and co- chops her own hand off and then puts oh. it in a frame. I remember this dream like it was yesterday and it was probably 20 years ago like oh my gosh I I, it's probably his fault I'm just gonna I'm just gonna blame blame it on him
0: but you know (laughs) what I I had a fear too and it this added to it for sure and I remember me even being scared of my grandma and she wasn't even that old but I remember her mouth and I don't know if she had dentures too or something but I was always kind of scared. And it always was because when we were young, right, like older people always wanted to talk to the little kids. And I wasn't ever really comfortable talking to adults and people that I didn't know. And it always seemed like when you go to church, when you go to school or when you're out, it's like the elderly people that would come up to the little kids and talk to them. And that always kind of scared me. It was it was something that I was always scared of, like when I saw a very old person trying to just be nice. And I've always felt guilty about it because I'm like, they didn't even do anything. They were just trying to be cute. But at the same time, you're a stranger. Get away.
1: (laughs) Right. And it's Julian Beck's fault. Everyone blames (laughs) Reverend Kane from this film. And I will say it was really smart to juxtaposition him with the Native American character Mm -hmm. and culture, because especially with his use of Christianity and like him singing the the the. I'm assuming it's a hymn. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know hymns. Mm-hmm. As he's walking up to the house and him singing it to the uh, to uh, Caroline at the at the mall, mm-hmm. like it was such an interesting thing to it because, of course, with colonialism and the way white people murdered mm-hmm. millions of indigenous folks, native folks, it's like that was kind of like its own kind of horror. And I thought that was a really interesting Mm -hmm. choice.
0: Yeah. And see, it's good that you brought that up because if they had gone in on that, that would have made like, just stay on that subject because you're right. He was like singing. He was very creepy. He did sound like the man who would stand and like protest your your everything. and Yes, exactly. (laughs) Like, he sounds like he should have a bullhorn and a Bible. And if they had really, because the cult, I never really understood what was up with the cult, like there was a cult, but it seemed like, like, you're right, like they had got, uh, like, all, um, like, however many years ago, 100 or or whatever, is that they were trying to eradicate like, the indigenous people of the area because wasn't it just like um native people that were buried under the in there or whatever that he Mm. didn't didn't he wasn't he responsible for killing all of them like they could have really gotten into that subject because that's like really heavy well maybe it's too heavy i don't know how do you make that lighthearted i don't think it's possible it's all kind of sad and but right. it's evil. But it's evil. Right. It's like a real. It would have been evil. an
1: interesting story, right? It would mm-hmm. have been a more interesting story because it would have said something. And instead, mm-hmm. they kind of half-assed said something, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. they did a lot in the '80s. So I'm not mm-hmm. really hating yeah. on it, but I just uh-huh. I think this movie could have been so much more. Because yeah, you're right. They should have even gone that. yeah, you're right. It wouldn't be lighthearted. It wouldn't be a fun, quote unquote, mm-hmm. fun film. But it would have been a better film.
0: Mhm mhm. And um you had brought up the insurance thing and I bring up I, there was a few funny parts and I and I love Craig T. Nelson cuz he is um I think he's really good at it, injecting like humor in places where it's he's being serious but sometimes it's just um uh, you know, he's just kind of, I don't know. It's just like a presence that he kind of has to it. And he looks like he's losing it the whole movie. He's kind of like on the edge of like, what is, you know, he, he's, they're stuck there and stuff like that. But you mentioned the insurance on the house because it it starts like they're showing where the house disappeared and he's talking to his wife and they brought up that the insurance had denied their claim. And I thought that was Hysterical that they're bothering to mention their house that completely vanished and they denied their claim because the house isn't vanished, it's just missing. And so they will, that's why they're poor. That's why, because their house got sucked into an alternate dimension. <laughs> and the insurance acknowledges this, but they're saying it's missing.
1: <laughs> My favorite is when he's like, Do they think it's coming back? <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was it that was really funny and I liked the way that they started the movie that way because it's acknowledging the stuff that happened in the first film and mm-hmm. yet it's something that is is kind of funny. It's like funny their house is gone. Like how do you move on and make a part 2 without bringing up the the fact that their house disappeared?
1: <laughs> and yeah, it didn't burn down. It didn't mm-hmm. it just vanished.
0: Vacuumed Boop, up into a little booped. a little hole. <laughs>
1: Right. And I will say, y'all all know I'm thirsty as hell. I don't understand why I'm so attracted to Craig T. Nelson in this film. And in the first <laughs> one, too, I'm like, you know, daddy, you could get it. Like, I don't know what is going on with me, but he...
0: Ooh, ooh. I, bring it, I bring it up because, um, sometimes that it's... I like chest hair. <laughs> like, yes, I'll just say it same. flat out. I like chest hair and he's got real hair and it's like, and at some point it just started disappearing on people. I know everybody has, their has their preference, but I like it. I like it. He's got this mess of, you know, chest hair. I love it on my husband. I love it. Like the, I like facial hair. I like all of that. I'm like, that is just, it's good. It's good. They did Listen, a good choice.
1: <laughs> when, when we're cuddling after, you know, we have some fun, I don't want to scrape up against sandpaper. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're naturally you know smooth okay that's fine mm-hmm. but like if you're naturally not that's okay too
0: it's softer I, it's like it's 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 somewhere to put your head and just ah, you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> but oh and i also loved i well i don't know that i would say i loved it i just think i loved the conversation It's here i'm not mm-hmm. sure again that they went enough with it is the difference the different takes on masculinity and especially the scene where the mom comes in, and Taylor is with the brother is with Robbie, mm-hmm. and painting his face and teaching him like coming of age as a man situation type stuff, and they have a whole conversation and I think but I think they were really playing with that with again the juxtaposition between Taylor and Kane, and the different forms of masculinity Taylor being much more gentle and caring but definitely a protector still like even though he is more gentle than kane but kane being very bombastic and he's going to yell at you at any minute is what it feels he, he, he feels like a pow- kane feels like a powder keg that could explode at any minute hmm. and taylor yes. feels much more reserved
0: Mm-hmm. And he does, it, he does it well because there's certain parts in the film where he grabs Carol Ann and comforts her and they immediately are drawn to him. Like they can tell, like when Caroline first sees Kane, she's scared, even though he's doing nothing. He's just standing there. But, you know, he does look at her and every moment after that, he's super creepy. But the initial interaction with him and then with Taylor is a smile and he's not doing anything but it is, it's like a very stark difference between the two characters. One that's like the the natural protector and also he's not, he just is like very relaxed and, um like he knows and he doesn't need to argue with you like where there was certain parts where the dad was talking to him and telling him we need to do this and he didn't mind that the dad was arguing with him or saying we shouldn't be doing this or this is silly or whatnot he just took it as it's okay you, you can do it or you can do what i say and i he was very confident and knowledgeable in what he was doing and it took no like offense to if you you know him questioning it or he didn't get angered the whole movie he was very just peaceful you know mm-hmm. and i like that because it wasn't represented you know how sometimes we uh, there's a lot of stereotypes of like uh the way that they portray uh native people is like the stoic and and you know the way that they they do that but in this film he was he was more like a nurturer and something that you didn't really see uh that kind of character in films back in the 80s you just i just don't recall seeing anybody like that at all
1: right and especially comparing those scenes with taylor with that scene with kane and the dad steve Mm -hmm. at the door when Kane tries to get Caroline in the yard and it's raining and all that stuff. And the way that Kane, it just kind of explodes on like nothing on just Craig T. Nelson's character. Just saying like, Hey dude, we're not into this. Mm-hmm. Keep it moving. And he's just kind of like, wow. Well, yeah, I need to, You know? And yeah, just, just position that against Taylor, who when Craig T. Nelson is like, Hey dude, I'm not into this. He's like, you're on your journey. you can, I'm here if you need me, if you want to listen to what I have to say. If you don't, that's your choice. And I, mm-hmm. and I, think you know, that's the kind of quote unquote religious or faithful people that I, that I fucks with. Mm-hmm. I don't fucks with the other kind. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was, he did it. He did really like really well. But, okay. So, so Steve, the dad, he gets possessed by Cain. Now it was interesting because. You know, you you mentioned he was standing outside trying to get in. And I always think of that rule, like you have to get invited in kind of like a vampire or whatever. But he was he was trying to get him to invite him in. So it kind of made me feel like so your home is like a safe space. But then he gets possessed later. And then that whole incident where with the with the mom and the wife and he assaults her and it gets really scary. And it was like, wow, like this is out of nowhere. But it really showed this character i i'm gonna say like he was really a good scary character throughout like he never seemed like somebody you want to invite in he didn't seem like somebody who should be talking to your kids or anything and then when he does possess him he is so scary and violent that it's like what is his he he wants the girl does he want the mom to um I didn't I didn't understand if he was trying to take the mom too I knew he wanted to get at the daughter the whole time but it was it was like he's just doing this now just to mess with them like the way he attacked the wife because he didn't need to if he wanted the daughter he could have just snuck away and grabbed the little girl but no he knows Caroline's there and is telling her I want I want her but is being violent against the wife like he's just messing with them he's just he's just doing this for fun like toying with the family now
1: right and i, I also couldn't tell if this was like a um shining situation, or not the shining it was the uh, the the sequel what was that called dr sleep where like they're targeting people with disabilities so is that oh. why he's after carol ann Mm-hmm. Again, a question, a thing that they never, they they kind of bring into it, but they never really ask or answer, you know, why is he after Carolyn? Is it because she has these abilities? Is that, or not, you know, I just, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's because it leaves too many questions. At the, at the end of each, pretty much like every scene, it was like, I just, I had more questions than answers And then usually answers for stuff that I wasn't thinking about. And uh, it did have, it had, I love, I love this, the spooky like ghost stuff that was happening because it was, it reminded me a lot of Ghostbusters. It was reminiscent of like those eighties effects, which I think are very nostalgic. I like them. It's like, how did they create that back then? And the ghosts like spirits, but, but in this film, they're like, they're being sucked into him and then they're being sucked out. It was like, where did that come from? And in the beginning of the movie, (laughs) he's like sucking in, all those uh like spirit you know ooze and um i'm like but i didn't have a like i never knew at any point like what is it like where is it coming from and why was it in him but coming out and like one point i think they were good and then sometimes they're bad and it yeah i was like i like the way they look but i didn't understand what they were doing. right
1: <laughs> right and i yeah like who is Cain? like is he just a bad guy that just, i don't know Bill, and was he can, he a he can touch now? you
0: yeah he can touch you but he was walking through stuff right. or was or was he um what's the word like astral projecting to to you know be where he was at at different points and then if he right. could possess anybody in the house why didn't he just possess him through the door that's you yeah. know i was like you know because he came through the worm
1: well And I well, I think it has to do with him being invited in. I think that because a lot of times I've heard anyway. I'm Mm -hmm. not. I have not um, taken this journey, but like (laughs) you know, a lot of door to door salespeople will, or even like missionaries that are going from door, like their goal is to get in. Oh, oh yeah, because
0: they. Oh, that's like they're in. They they've Mm kind of
1: got you right. So I think that's why Craig T. Nelson inviting him into his home Mm -hmm. was important.
0: I, I like that you brought that up because it's always kind of only lightly touched upon in the, in the movie, the religious aspect, but he was and and that's what they do they come knocking at your door they try to get you to let them to come in so they can talk to you and on this one of course he's like this evil dude but it's the same it's the same thing and it's that's why it's like it's so vague because it's only just like lightly brought up like the song he's singing repeatedly i think it said it was like two different hymns um and but it wasn't like one actual one, and so but they're not really coming right out and saying like this is a religious thing they're not saying any of that. It's like trying to talk about something but without saying the word like what's that game that you play where you're like you have to guess uh, right. <laughs> and
1: there, they're giving uh, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole bunch of like code names as one mm-hmm. and there's, there's <laughs> that one that the little headband or whatever but uh-huh. anyway um so yeah I, I yeah it's it's interesting, and I wish they would have gone a little further in one inside picked pick a lane uh-huh. oh and pick then, a lane,
0: and then they have um what is her name from the first movie Zelda um, yeah, Zelda that's her name uh, from it no. and uh the the actress they have yeah. her coming into this one, but then she's only they only kept her in for like two little tiny bits.
1: I she... needed more Zelda. I needed more. Ta- uh, her character's name is Tangine. Tangine. Tangina. Tangina.
0: Tangina. Maybe. I think okay. So,
1: she was my favorite part of the first movie. Like mm-hmm. by far favorite part. Best line: This house is
0: clay. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a. <laughs> Five. it's a whole moment it's a whole everything and I you remember her she's a presence she has a gorgeous voice that I can hear in my head um she's just like this beautiful presence and they they wasted her they wasted her she's only like in a couple of little bits real quick like she shows up at the door and you can see like the mom is all like yay you're here you're finally here and 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 they have like another big scene with her and they cut it they cut it and um it's like we we needed that because a lot of people they when you have a, a part two and you bring those characters back, we get excited. That's why everybody yeah. wanted Sydney to stick around and scream for so long because you want right. her to come back. And right. so you 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 have Courtney Cox now and so it's like you have to have something from the first one that's outside of the family that mm-hmm. makes us want to come back and they didn't have her enough.
1: Yeah. And well, and I would have, I kind of understand that they wanted Taylor to be more the central, mm-hmm. the tangent, tangina character in this film, the kind of protector of the family, saving the family. And I do appreciate that because it is diversity. Um, and if you're going to talk about Native folks, a native person in there for god's sake
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so i did appreciate it in that way but i think she could have been utilized more i don't know if it was mm-hmm. a scheduling thing or like you said that the stuff that i cut out mm-hmm. but she could have been like it felt like they were kind of friends zelda or uh, tangina and taylor like they felt like they mm-hmm. have a scene together and like it felt like they were kind of cohorts or or in a way so what if what if she's the one who brings Taylor in and that's why, and that would make the family trust him more. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, Yeah, I missed her though. I, yeah, I love her. And I
0: I read specifically that she did mention in uh, like trivia that it said that she did have a bigger, longer scene and they cut it. Like originally, the film was just too long. And what they kept, I think they kept more for like you know the effects things, things they probably spent more money on. And um, but they lost explanation. Like it right. it specifically says like there's moments where it seems like they might know each other or people or something's missing. It's because they cut out parts where they were talking explanation that was going on i mean originally they even wanted to make the movie in 3d so a few of the things look Out of place like when the chainsaw is hacking up the car and i don't know if you notice like when the car pulls out the station wagon and it was like getting all like you know chopped up by the chainsaw the cars covered with red ooze all over where did that come from the cars beat up more than just like the um the chainsaw part that was going to be a 3d scene and they cut out parts of it and then it just the car looks totaled for it you know it didn't make sense why it was so so messed up at that point
1: his editing was a mess all Mm -hmm. around and i think that's kind of one of the biggest reasons why this film is not as successful Mm -hmm. as it could have been i think part of its script and a bigger part of it is editing Mm
0: -hmm. and you know um, amazingly until i watched it i didn't realize that nobody nobody dies in it like it's what (laughs) everybody everybody not not that there's anything wrong with that it's just unusual i think nobody's nobody's well
1: and i think that's the case in one too isn't does anyone die in
0: one why did i think oh no that guy's that guy lived the one who ends up peeling his face off yeah they all live i think yeah i guess so i I just realized it with this one
1: carolyn was in danger in that first Mm -hmm. (laughs) one They had her in the ghost world. like,
0: uh-huh. And they suck her up in this one, too. And I love that scene it's where true. they're like Peter Pan flying all over the place up in the sky. I don't even know where they are. <laughs> and they look like Wendy and Peter Pan flying up in there in the sky. And um, it's like, where did they? They got sucked up into that in that area and then taylor was like oh it's too late for carolina I was like what did they i don't remember that and then they ended up saving her with like you brought up the of uh, the grandma possesses who does she possess i don't know if she possessed her or talking she to her pos-
1: well i know she possessed that lady in the diner scene oh
0: yeah that part that's good yeah, too like, why are you possessing phelps grandma you can talk <laughs> to her on the phone <laughs> oh and was wasted too that telephone i thought it was going to be scary but instead she's just using it to talk to her grandma and i thought that was cute
1: (laughs) it was i love that and Mm -hmm. and it's even like that phone is when i pulled it up on prime like that is the the cover image of that phone with the lights Mm -hmm. coming out of it you know and i yeah i don't know and i do think too i think it's unfortunate that they decided to cut a lot of the explanation, mm-hmm. and to keep in a lot of the f- special effects because a lot of these effects, while some of them are kind of cool, mm-hmm. most of them don't age. Did not age well.
0: No, uh-huh. so and I
1: get, I get that that was might have been your money maker at the time, mm-hmm. and the, and Hollywood is about that bottom line. I get that, but it's just like that's not what's going to make your movie memorable because mm-hmm. i think the first movie is memorable mm-hmm. this movie outside of reverend kane is not super memorable
0: mm-hmm. and it's in and the first one too there's not a lot of explanation but what they give is a little and it's more even with the pacing this one's kinda mm-hmm. like all over the place. And so therefore yeah. it's okay because it makes sense within it. And in this one, it's it's choppy. It's choppy, it's uneven, and I do think it might have just been like editing. And what we're missing is stuff that, you know, would have probably helped, but in the end, would it would it? <laughs>
1: I mean, it might have brought it from a two star to like a three star.
0: Mm, that's true. A, a little, know. a little bit, just so we don't have more questions. Because when you have too many questions, it's frustrating. It's frustrating, and then it's like, and then right. they went and made a three.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I've seen three, and I and I don't know if I will. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might get around to it at some, at some point. But I do think that there's, there's. Things here that are cool and interesting and ahead of its time, honestly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from for '86,
0: right? Yeah, oh, out. Yes, '86.
1: Yeah, I, I, like the the conversations about white Christianity and indigenous folks and masculinity and yeah. the, these women that have powers. Like, okay, I'm kind of vibing with these themes. I just mm-hmm. wish I don't know. Pick I one. wish that there could have been something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it it just went somewhere. Yeah, and like because you want it to be more. Because we came for Carolan, we came for the things that they showed us, especially that phone. I always remember it and being scared. Like, is it just going to be ringing and who's going to call and that kind of thing? And it wasn't. You know, it was still good, but um, and then like you mentioned Zelda, like we wanted, we wanted that. We came for certain things, but we didn't. We didn't get. We didn't get what we wanted out of those i mean come on caroline was so cute she was so cute oh. and the the line when she says they're the the in the first one she says they're here and this one she says they're back that was like one of the most quoted lines ever like it's something that it's on the posters yeah it they're they're back and it's like wow you know like those were good moments and i think they could have really built on that and um yeah. i Maybe they thought they just filled a seat sometimes when you think, oh, let's just make it because they're coming. No, you have to give more. You have to give more so that we keep coming back and so that we enjoy it and remember it because I'm glad at least, you know, it didn't like do anything to affect like the fact that the first one was so great and the people still very, you know, love it. You know, it didn't do anything to like ruin that kind of like great, you know, how we how we enjoy the first one.
1: Right, yeah. This doesn't take away from the first one, whereas I think some sequels do, and mm-hmm. that's why, I like, I have not seen The Fly Two. I don't think I'm going to. Watch I the saw Fly it. Too. See,
0: be it does because it's like what I'm like. I remember I was too young to realize. It's like how are they going to bring Jeff Goldblum back? Because I'm coming to see this because Jeff Goldblum. He's not in it. Right.
1: <laughs> and like I, I just when I, I read the synopsis, because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm probably not going to watch this, and it just ruins her character
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so
1: in this at least they didn't i don't feel like they completely ruined anything mm-hmm. from the first film
0: exactly it's just it's just we missing things
1: <laughs> and right and i think they were walking a very fine line in their use of native culture and native american culture um I think it could have gone in the offensive route. It was pretty. Mm -hmm. It was kind of an easy that could have easily gone there because I'm just assuming. I don't know Mm -hmm. that Brian Gibson, Mark Victor, and Michael Grace are all cis straight white men. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I'm just assuming here. (laughs) I'm hoping that they, you know, used Will Sampson, used his insights, maybe culturally, but I, I don't think it ever went anywhere super offensive, and I think that's a positive for something mm-hmm. in the eighties that is handling native American uh, that's handling not white culture or not mm-hmm. white folks.
0: Especially <laughs> since uh, back then, like we had characters like from creep show two that were painted Brown, you know, I'm right. um, like, it's just uh, the, the, the artifacts. Well, you got alien too. You've got alien
1: Two. You've got even, and even like pretty in pink, <laughs> <laughs> that's not, you know, that's, that's, so ooh that movie <laughs> yeah I it just but it, luckily it doesn't go anywhere that way It's but it's still just mm-hmm. could have been good could it could have been great I think
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's stuck in the like okay I mean I'm not gonna like hate on the movie I don't mm-hmm. hate the film I'm not gonna like if someone else is like hey let's watch Guys too. I'll be like okay let's do it <laughs> I don't like doing it's creepy as fuck but like <laughs> It's not anywhere near a fave of mine, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure.
0: I I think we covered everything that was kind of like all over the place for me. I think that it was, It's I, I think also like maybe it should be <laughs> that a lot of people had a lot of like spooky vibes just because of the whole poltergeist theme and the curse of poltergeist, which always gets, always gets brought up. and. Right it i i like that the film in memory of dana from the first film didn't do anything with her character because i know they planned on saying that the daughter had gone away to college but i think it actually was a much better to just not bring it up in the in a form just out of respect to not you know make up a storyline or something for a person who people loved and that way that memory that we have just kind of rests with that person and i thought that was a really good good thing that they didn't bring her back and replace her with anyone or anything like that i think just leave her in the first film that way we can remember her acting and her you know those beautiful moments those things that we remember fondly they didn't they didn't miss any of that and i like that i appreciated it i agree
1: i agree i think that yeah that could have been a real cringe moment Mm -hmm. but they avoided it so that's a good thing let's get spicy alma let's do this let's get spicy what is your hot take
0: (laughs) my hot take and i even wrote it the way that i did when i was thinking it alma still thinks this movie was a little scary that's my hot take (laughs) i was
1: that white man that (laughs) white man did not crack two nails on the other light
0: I, I read, um, it was like, in there because I always like fondly remember Heather O'Rourke and she had said that this one was a little boring and slow for her. And, um, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I, I get that. But I was still a little scared. First of all, creepy old white dude was scary. <laughs> he, scared, he scared me. I was sitting there like, why does he scare me so bad? Maybe, you know, it's, I feel bad for being scared of him, but also the vomit monster Scene with the um the worm that grows inside him? What the hell? It was like, why was it so big? And he comes out, and you know, that there was an actual actor playing the man on the ground, dragging himself like that worm monster crawling out with all the makeup and prosthetics on. That was scary to me. You know, I'm like, that's two super scary things. (laughs) And also, (laughs) what was up with torturing Robbie again with the teeth and the braces? That was messed up. That poor kid having that that like the wire coming out of his mouth i don't know why that creeped me out so bad but i could just imagine like being him and just being horrified and i think it's because i still remember him being traumatized by the clown in the first one and in this one they were like we didn't want to do that again to him so we re-traumatized him with something new i think i would have rather had the ghost come i mean the the clown come back for me i think i would have been like i know you this time i'm not scared of you but this time they were like they wrapped him up, and I thought they were going to kill him.
1: <laughs> and- I, yeah, I will say that poor little boy. <laughs> yeah. And a- anyone that's on our Patreon and has listened to our <laughs> <laughs> Channel Zero Season 1 recap or episode mini episodes y'all know my feelings about teeth now. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Teeth are not okay. Interesting fact. I just looked this up. Mm-hmm. You were mentioning the practical like makeup special effects. They were done by Adam Hill, who also did the special effects for The Blob that Sheree and I just covered from 1988. He did The Blob effects, which I thought were pretty cool. So Mm -hmm. I'm here for like the practical. I think. The the effects that really work in this movie are mm-hmm. the practicals,
0: mm-hmm. and that's true because that monster was very. You could see it looked it looked like you could you you know that that's a person under there, and that aged much better than like the spooky sucking up ghosts through your mouth. Um, it looked like something was being vomited out of Craig T. Nelson's mouth. It looked like it was coming out, and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, uh. <laughs>
1: I think, right, I think I've blocked, because I'm so attracted to correcting Nelson, that I blocked that scene out of my mind, because I just can't.
0: (laughs) And the worm in the bottle, did you notice it was, like, wiggling as he was going to swallow it? And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, don't drink the worm. I've never drank the worm. Have you ever drank the worm in, like, tequila or anything like that?
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't do worms.
0: We, we were in uh, Vietnam and I drank moonshine out of this dude's shed in the back of his house. I'm not kidding you. It was rice wine, they <laughs> called it. And I l- legit drank it out of this ancient looking thing. I wish I had a picture. I show it to you right now. And when he was drinking that worm, I'm like, I ain't drinking that. I've seen where they make stuff like that. I'm not drinking any fat little worm inside of a bottle that's all sucked in no. there was snakes in
1: i've seen dice, <laughs> <poltergeist> too okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i there was one that was full of snakes and the people in my tour group were drinking that shit out of this vat and it had snakes in it i was like Hell no! First of all, it tasted like I was gonna burn my eyebrows off. Were
1: all y'all wasted? Were y'all just like I drank all day by the end of this?
0: But I didn't drink the snake wine. I drank the rice one, okay, because I figured it was enough alcohol. They said it was like over fifty percent or something like that. <laughs> Tipsy, drinking everything. But I was not drunk enough to drink snakes out of a vat. No. Out of some nope. dude's garage.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you survived your drunken time <laughs> abroad. <laughs> you know, in a horror film, that wouldn't have ended well.
0: <laughs> no. no. Yeah. I remembered that worm. I always remember the worm in that bottle because it was just, it looked gross. It looked like it was still alive.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. So... My hot take is, while this movie isn't terrible, I don't hate this movie, it feels like a stretch and I'm not sure we needed it. I'm not sure we needed it or at least needed it in the sense of being a sequel to Poltergeist. I feel like they could have made a film with the themes that they wanted to utilize and not connected it to poltergeist maybe just another kind of haunting situation maybe really dive into native culture and or native american culture and you know i don't know they were white men so probably not but (laughs) but like i just feel like this movie is a stretch which is why i'm interested i'm curious a little curious about the third film if it's even more of a stretch.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's bizarre. It gets, it gets more bizarre. I don't know if you're going to watch it. And if you haven't watched it, what is it like 30 years old? So it's not really spoiling anything, but I'm not going to spoil it still. It's just that it only has Heather O'Rourke. So you can see that it just has just her going on. And I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's like, um, I guess maybe they found, I don't, I, cause I'd have to rewatch it. Maybe they do take the good stuff. Uh, to spin it off but like you're right it didn't need to be a sequel it could have just been its own entity with ideas from the first one which is almost kind of like the idea for the third one because it only has heather work. maybe because she was such a great pivotal character um they felt like they could move on with just her and focus on her character but i i really don't know i, may, I might be overselling it because it's been so long since i've seen it i
1: think i have seen the third one is she like in a apartment at like the mm-hmm. top of this okay yeah I think it was on one of those like TNT movie marathon situations uh-huh. where I watched like Jaws 3 <laughs> and then Watch pa- all the Poltergeist 3 <laughs> and Amityville Horror 3, Three. <laughs> like, <laughs> 3D <laughs> 3D Friday the 13th 3D like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think I might have seen that on TV as a kid because that does sound I'm now seeing in my head, Heather O'Rourke as like a young, like maybe 13, 14 year mm-hmm. old. 12, yeah. Cause 13, she was 12 when,
0: yeah, she was 12, maybe 13. Um, And, and that one it's too, I don't, I don't remember. I haven't seen it in so long, but also because I don't know if it's, it's, well put together also because she passed away during the filming of it. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if they were able to even finish, you know, like, whatever their idea was. But it I I saw it for sure, like, like doing like a movie marathon thing. But that was like, maybe 20 years ago, like, I wouldn't remember anything other than that.
1: (laughs) It, It is funny like i remember a lot of stuff from the first film like i remember most of that movie mm-hmm. i remember the old white dude in this movie mm-hmm. and i remember a random like vision of heather o'rourke in like a room with a lot of windows at the top of this tower mm-hmm. in third movie I like re- that's all i remember
0: i think i remember <laughs> a clock i don't know but i kept thinking where's her parents like what is she doing here <laughs> Like, where yeah, just like at? an
1: exorcist too. Is she like been committed or something? <laughs> I would believe. I would be like that tracks. i yeah. like, no, don't lie here.
0: But you know, they used to send your you used to send your kids off all the time. Like, so it might kind of make sense. Like back back in the day, in the olden days, you know, they would just send their kids off to places to go visit aunts and uncles. And then you know what? Oh my God, I got sent away too because I just remembered I used to go stay with my aunt <laughs> at the
1: summertime. <laughs> Get out of here. Get <laughs> yeah, no, hey,
0: I'm like, shouldn't I be home? Like, <laughs> what am I doing here so long?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on Poltergeist 2. Thank you so much, Alma, for joining me on this journey into <laughs> the unknown. And I mean that in every sense of the word. The
0: other <laughs> side. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I, I love. It's always a great part talking to you. <laughs>
1: Love it, love it. All right, next week we're going to (laughs) be. I can't. (laughs) I can no longer take Sheree and I seriously after this film. I, spoiler alert, we've already recorded the episode and we're a joke now. We're cut, guys, we're covering. (laughs) I can't. We're covering killer clowns from outer space.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to love listening to it because every time I'm listening to you all, I'm just laughing the whole time, just like if I'm in the same room. I can't wait.
1: <laughs> I can't even, uh, I can't even say the title of that film. <laughs> I say film, loosely in this, in this case.
0: <laughs> Do you want to see my killer clown Ooh. stuff? I got killer clown stuff on my shelves behind me. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, oh. i am now oh funny story about Killer Clowns from outer space. I now like on Facebook I'll get like random ads of people selling killer clown merchandise. And I'm like,
0: no <laughs> I've always wanted like to be in you know, in uh cotton candy. <laughs> like that cotton candy thing. I think that's so funny. I love the cotton candy people like <laughs> Like, what are you going to do if you're a client? You're going to make people into a cocoon of cotton candy. That's hard to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, but all right. That's where we're going next week. So y'all get ready. (laughs) Thank you again, Alma. Thank you everyone for listening. And as always, make sure you stay fierce out there.